You're tuned in to the thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. Yeah, I said y'all can have a reception phone. Yeah, so they basically, basically, we're, it's a champagne toast to you. I said, I said for me, I said, oh come on, come you on, address you for the event. And I said, oh, okay, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm getting all kind of emails from all kind of probably four or five different people from Gucci all the time, just talking about different things. But you know, they say, hey, we're gonna give you a five thousand dollar credit, and they send me to the store in uh, Troy. I had the whole room, the back setup with clothes. I sent my measurements in to him at, at, at an earlier time. And man, I walked in. He said, oh yeah, we, we got you all set back here. Mr. Norm, come back here. And we trying on. So he like, you don't like anything back here. We can go out on the floor. Man, I seen some of the pieces he pulled out. I'm like, whoo, my goodness. It's time. 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 Yeah, the writer is identifying the region, which is essentially the culprit as well as identifying the victims in this one simple phrase. The fruit the writer speaks of are the black burned and, and badly beaten bodies that were hanging lifeless and motionless on trees. A new episode of Picking Out Loud Radio Show starts. Now. Hello and welcome to the Black History Spotlight edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. We're so very excited to be back with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know it has been a few weeks uh, since we have put out an episode. Uh, we have um, <clears throat> been working hard and uh, catching up on a few things, but certainly we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show for Black History Month. Those of you who know us know that we love black history and we um, definitely uh, have a series of shows that we have done in the uh, over eight years or so that we have been doing this podcast. Uh, we have taken time to celebrate the black men and women of uh, our history that uh, whose shoulders we stand on 
and um, and recognize and acknowledge all of their accomplishments, uh, the things that they have done, uh, the the sacrifices they have made uh, to get us where we are today. And so uh, we are thankful for them and we appreciate them. And this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show is dedicated uh, to all of those uh, whose, again, shoulders we stand on and are the reasons uh, that we are who we are uh, even today. We have a very special show in store for you. We're interviewing a good friend of mine who is a uh, <clears throat> a up-and-coming artist right here in the city of Detroit. His name is Anzi DeAndre Norman. Anzi uh, DeAndre Norman, he is doing some phenomenal things uh, in right here in the city of Detroit. Um, we um, uh, are going to be talking to him about a recent um, project that he just completed, a mural uh, for, for the Gucci brand right downtown on the Siren Hotel. Uh, this is a very, very uh, impressive mural that he did uh, back in 2023. And uh, it's something that uh, is definitely a sight to behold. And we're going to be talking about that in this week's edition. And he's going to be sharing with us um, how he um, put this mural together uh, and uh, some of his influences uh, in black history. Uh, his art is definitely influenced by uh, black uh, history and our black culture. And he talks about that. And I can't wait to share this interview with you in just a little bit. In addition to our interview with uh, Anzi DeAndre Norman, we have a dynamic, uh, dynamic thought of the week in store for you. It is a black history message that we delivered entitled Strange Fruit. Strange Fruit was written by the famous poet Abel Maripol, um, a teacher, uh, poet and songwriter who published under the name Lewis Allen. Uh, but the poem uh, became famous uh, even more so uh, after uh, the famous uh, black uh, songstress Billie Holiday turned this poem into a song. Uh, and uh, uh, this this particular poem uh, and song uh, talks about uh, the historicity of our people and how uh, the strange fruit that she refers to in this poem are actually the black bodies that are hung from trees uh, during the slavery days of uh, of our culture. 400 years of slavery uh, that we endured. And um, and so um, we are uh, talking about this particular uh, poem in this message, but also comparing it to uh, the life of a child of God. Uh, it's a very, very powerful Powerful message, and I can't wait to share this thought with you at the end of this week's show. But before we jump into our interview, I just wanted to say a few things about uh, the um, a few events that have transpired since we've been on the air. I mean, there have been so many things we could probably talk about. In fact, I think we're going to do an episode just catching up on uh, some news events that we uh, wanted to give our thoughts about uh, and and share our opinions about. Uh, but um, you know about the Super Bowl, of course. The Chiefs uh, were victorious in beating the San Francisco 49ers. 
uh, just a few weeks ago. And um, you you heard our AFC NFC championship game where the Detroit Lions were, uh, you know, playing against the San Francisco 49ers. And of course, we picked the Lions to beat San Francisco and we didn't do a show immediately afterwards to uh, kind of uh, give you our thoughts about the game. But of course, you all know how we felt, how we feel about the Lions. We do feel like they, um, you know, I, I believe that this was a lesson learned. I hope that next year uh, they will be better. Uh, Coach Dan Campbell uh, should know now, go for the points, take the points when you have the opportunity uh, to gamble continuously uh, in that type of uh, in that type of game. Uh, did not play well to your advantage. So I, I hope that um, uh, he learns his lesson and um, he doesn't gamble as much as he did, as he did in that championship game, because I believe uh, they were this, this close, really this close uh, to making it to the Super Bowl. But nevertheless, um, I'm, I'm, um, it was a great game. I still think that uh, the chiefs were the better team, uh, San Francisco just seemed like they fell fell short in the second half. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know what can you say? This guy is um, he, he he is the goat. I'm telling you, uh, already three rings and he has an opportunity to three peat as a Super Bowl champion. So um, that that would be um, really some, I, and I don't think that's been done. I think they said since 1986, I believe. Um, that was the, the last time something like that was accomplished. <clears throat> but nevertheless, um, it was a great game. Uh, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what the Lions are going to look like uh, this coming fall of uh, 2024. So we're, we're, we're definitely keeping our, um, our hope alive. And uh, in the words of Dan Campbell, I believe that this team is built for this. Mary in the state of Michigan uh, this coming Tuesday, February the 27th. We're encouraging everybody to go out to the polls and vote. Take your souls to the polls and vote. And I think it is very uh, apropos uh, that this presidential primary is taking place in the month of February, uh, you know, especially for uh, our Black History Month, where so many of our ancestors fought, bled, and died for us to have the right to vote, uh, we definitely need to take advantage of this opportunity and go to the polls and vote. Uh, please hear me. Please hear me. Uh, it is very, very important that you go to the polls and vote. We cannot afford to take any of these opportunities for granted. I thought about this, and uh, this is a message for those who are who um, are, who have already decided that they're not going to go to the polls and vote. Uh, you don't have a right to complain if you don't exercise your right to vote. I'm going to say that again. You do not have a right to complain if you do not exercise your right to vote. It is period. That is period and point blank. You do not have a right to complain if you do not exercise your right to vote. And um, and there again, so many people. So many of our ancestors that have fought, bled, and died, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X's, the John Lewis's, the Fannie Lou Hamers, the Rosa Parks, uh, the list goes on and on. 
uh, individuals who have who laid down their lives so that we could have the right to vote. And you have no excuse. We have had early voting. We now have absentee voting. You can vote from home and put your ballot in the mail. Uh, you can go to the polls in person. There's so many ways now that you can vote. There's absolutely no excuse that people have that uh, uh, that that um, to not vote. And to those who are conspiracy theorists and 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 those who try to say that uh, the elections have been stolen, uh, that the election in 2020 has been stolen, there's still no proof uh, that uh, the election in 2020 was stolen from Donald Trump. Uh, he has been peddling this lie and it's been very advantageous for him because it's been, financi it's been financially advantageous for him uh, to peddle this lie because at the end of the day, you can always get somebody to believe a lie, which is unfortunate. But the truth of the matter is every uh, lawsuit that was brought before a judge uh, claiming that there was voter fraud in anywhere in this country, they all have uh, fallen. They all have failed miserably. And, um, you know, he's, he's obviously had his day in court. He's continuing uh, to face charges. Uh, and, you know, if you if you decide to vote for him, uh, in my view, you are wasting your time. Your vote is really being flushed down the toilet because this man uh, is um, he's in it for the money. It is a cash grab. Uh, he is not taking any of this seriously. And so for those of you who believe that his elect this election in 2020 was stolen and that um, he is uh, deserving of another opportunity, uh, you are sadly mistaken. You are being uh, you are disillusioned. Uh, but you can go ahead and do that if you want. You know, is your vote is your vote is your voice. Uh, you can waste it if you want. Um, but I believe that. um you are doing you are doing yourself and this country a disservice if you decide to vote for Donald Trump because he is a, a criminal. Uh, he is uh, an insurrectionist. And I believe that uh, he will be found guilty and found and be convicted of not one, not two, not three, but four of those felony counts that are levied against him. And uh he is uh, worthy of the Supreme Court removing him from uh, the ballot. Uh, I, I I believe that. I, I believe that and I stand by that. Now, whether that happens, uh, there's a lot of speculation around whether they will do that, um, even though uh, he meets all of the criteria. Uh, he is an insurrectionist, which does disqualify him uh, from running as president of the United States again and serving in that office so they can go ahead and 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 allow give him that opportunity uh, but i hope and pray that the american people uh when given that opportunity in november to vote they will make the right decision and choose not to allow him that opportunity to run again because he does not deserve it i'm he doesn't he does not deserve that opportunity but but most importantly you need to go to the polls and vote exercise your right to vote this is black history month every black person that
that is listening to me under the sound of my voice. I hope you take advantage of this opportunity. Don't let tomorrow go by and you do not go to the polls and vote. If you're in the state of Michigan, anywhere in this state, and you have an opportunity to vote, it is your voice and your vote. Use it and use it wisely. Well, guys, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm done for the day. <laughs> We're going to get ready to take our first break. When we come back, we're jumping right into my interview with this very talented artist and good friend of ours, Anzi DeAndre Norman. He is our guest on the Black History Spotlight of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Global advocate Martin Luther King III. Um, I never focused on it this way, but I was raised in a single parent home, by a single parent mostly, wow. uh, from 10 years old on. Wow. And uh, mother, uh, on April 4th, 1968, which was a Thursday, dad was killed. On April 8th, uh, 1968, um, uh, mom went to Memphis and led a march that my father was supposed to have led. You think about no one had been captured for the murder of her husband. Uh, it was not necessarily a safe environment, but she carried on instead. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Congratulations to radio host Michael Nimmons on seven years, 300 episodes, and over 40,000 streams and downloads of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, now available on Pandora Music app. Subscribe today. Minneapolis, Minnesota, to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, guys, we are back on another amazing edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling this our Black History Spotlight. I have a very good friend of mine on the show with us. Uh, can't wait to jump into this conversation with him. He has done some phenomenal things uh, in the world of art. Um, I'm excited about it. This is our first show for February 
we have been off uh, for a few weeks um, uh, working and and um, taking care of a few things. But we are back, guys, and I'm excited about uh, this interview that we're getting ready to jump into. But I want to give him a proper introduction. He is a self-taught mixed media partner and wood sculptor from Detroit, Michigan, the D-Town. He started in the field of carpentry in high school and later graduated from the Detroit Carpenters Apprenticeship School in 2003. This craft will play an important role in his artistic development. After a vision in 2013, uh, he began to draw and this led to the experimenting with painting on wood. Uh, he started uh, uh, he started uh, constructing his own canvas out of wood and use acrylic ch- uh, channel spray spray paint ink paper collage and resin to create one of a kind artwork. Ladies and gentlemen, he's also uh, just recently done a phenomenal mural in downtown Detroit uh, on the Siren Hotel for the Gucci brand. And we're going to talk about that in this interview. Guys, I have a very special guest with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to give a warm, thinking out loud radio show welcome to good friend of mine and new friend of the show, Anzi D. Norman. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Oh, thank you so much, Michael. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here, man. Ready for this conversation, man. So, uh, you know how we do. We always have great conversations. So, yes, uh, let's do it. Absolutely. Um, so again, very excited to have Ozzy on the show with us, man. He is doing and has done some phenomenal things. Uh, and um, uh, you know, we we talked off air, uh, kind of like touching on what we're going to focus on in this particular interview. But um, his story about how he got started is uh, so amazing. I want to I want to give him an opportunity to really spend some time and share with you how he actually got started in in art. It wasn't as, as a child. It wasn't coming out of the wound as an artist, but it started <laughs> it started in the uh, and it looks like the early 2000s. So, Ozzy, tell our listeners how you got started in the world of art. Okay, I think I think I have to go. I will have to go back to my childhood. I will say I did grow up with with some friends who uh, who dabbled in art. Like you could see, like most kids with uh, doodle, scrabble, you know, scribble stuff on notebooks. And I had a, a couple of friends who actually had a little skill set. I said, "Wow, I, I would." I would love I could do that. And I said that to myself as a kid, but I didn't think no more of it. Right. And so fast forward, uh, high school, I got into carpentry. And as I learned, started learning that, I realized like, man, this this is an art form. Like building things is an art form. Mm. We work with you know, the geometry, so many shapes. Um, and so that's where I graduated from uh, the apprenticeship school in 2003. So I, I didn't know anything about art until wow i mean it would have to be really that around 2012 13 where i started helping a couple of my friends build frames for their artwork because i knew a guy who was doing art and his girlfriend was an artist who was was trying to get some momentum on the detroit scene at the time 
So he would call me, man, I need you to uh, build this, you know, like a unique shape for my frame or something. So then I started looking at his art. It was very vibrant. And I seen what she was doing. And then I attended a few art shows for the first time in my life. And at that time, I'm, you know, it's like a party. It's like, it's like, wow, these, 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 the art is phenomenal. The people are, you know, they everywhere. And so that was my first taste of it. And I was, I was intrigued. Um, but as I, as I, I watched them and helped them out a little bit, man, suddenly, <laughs> just suddenly, really, it, I just got a vision one day uh, that I was going to be an artist, man. And it was, it was so phenomenal that I'm just sitting in a chair like I am now and, it just it just like downloaded into me, you know, and I'm like, what is going on here? And it was just like uh, this wonderful, overwhelming feeling. And so the next day, I went and bought a, a note a notebook, um, and I sketched at least it got to be at least twenty to thirty pictures. It was just random sculptural stuff. I colored it in because I had to release what got in me. Like I had to release it because it was so heavy. And I said to myself, oh, my God, I'm about to be I'm going to be an artist like this is about, this is going to happen. And I'm in my early stages, not knowing. But what it did to me, because I had already developed a work ethic from being in the Carpenters Union and all that stuff. Um, so my work ethic was there. That was established. So once I got the uh, the art downloaded to me, man, I, I worked like a dog, Michael. I worked like a dog. I mean, I tried everything, every material that was available on the market to try to hone my craft and see what can I do to uh, create an identity for myself. And so I did that for many years and I just, I worked, you know, I started to um, do exhibits, group exhibits with people and get into the art world, going to shows and doing the networking, which I didn't think I was gonna have to do. I didn't really wanna go talk to people I didn't know, but, they were right. You got to do some networking. So I had to start doing that. And um, it really, it really just, uh, it turned into a passion, man. It turned into a passion. And I was so hooked that I would go to the grocery store and I still remember Kroger. I would go over there just to look at the magazine out and look at the design books and look through all these pictures, of all these phenomenal designers and look at, look at the stuff they're making. I was like, dude, I'm going to be one of them people one day. And I and at that time my skill set was trash. <laughs> it, was, it was trash. It was it was trash. But but seeing them, I was like, I, I that's where I want to be. And I knew it. I had this skill set as a carpenter, but I just didn't. I couldn't. I didn't know how to convert it to art yet. So right. Um, I kept learning, man, and, and and watching other artists and studying. Um, if I of course I haven't mentioned, but I was like, uh, I'm a history buff. So. I love history. I love black history. I love uh, our our walk as uh, black Americans. I love our walk, all the stuff we've been through. So I dived into that on a side note. And I would just say after, you know, I would say from 2013 all the way up to like 20, 2020, it took me that long to really figure out who I was. Mm. You know, and that's where the, that's where I realized that I'm not a, what you call a, a hyper real painter, you know? So what I am is I'm, 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 I'm a better builder of materials than I am a painter. So that's why I found that, wow, I, I can, I can make a face look better with paper and wood, 
you know what I'm saying, and some paint versus just, oh, let me just just, just use paint. Like I'll, So I discovered that about myself. And I said, well, I'm, I'm excelling better at this. And then so it really just all kind of came to like, you know, it just came ahead, like boom. And now, like when you look at my work, you'll see, uh, you, you you can look at a picture. You may not realize that's all paper that you're looking at. Um, I think one of the pictures I showed you, it, it has paper, wood, and and paint in it. And then one, it's all paper. Uh, and it's like, like to the, the effects you get with making something unconventional, like out of out of materials besides paint, the like the effects of it, 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 it looks cooler. That's how it looks cooler. It looks different. It looks more unique. And I wanted to always stand out. And look unique so that when you see my work, you're like, wow, that's that's unique. That's dope, you know. Um, and really, man, I just I just grew into this whole new person, man, where like I was just grabbing up knowledge everywhere, dude. And it's like, like I would like like all greatness inspired me. Like if you were a great athlete and I followed you, I would take some of that energy and, and say, well, I, I got to put that into my work, too. I want to be great like you at what I'm doing. Right. So that's. Right. That fueled my fire, man. And shoot, this that's kind of how I, I arrived here. So I so now my work is mixed media paintings and then like wood sculptures. Like I got some uh like sculptures would be like I cut the shape of Africa out and I'll assemble some wood pieces over it. It's different colors and it's bam, it's a it's a sculpture. It could be all wood pieces, different colors, beautiful stuff, man. And it's it's it just it's just crazy, man. I'm still like I'm still just like overwhelmed with the fact that I've never seen this coming, you know. And here I am, like sitting here ten years later, like wow, like like I, I'm looking at my resume sometimes. I'm like, man, I did all this. I can't believe this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wow, just, it's something, brother. Yeah, right, right. That's amazing, guys. I know you're enjoying my interview with my good friend, Anzi uh, DeAndre Norman, who is the artist, the Black History Spotlight for this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So happy to have him with us. Uh, and uh, we go back quite a ways. And I know you have been enjoying our interview, just listening to him talk about uh, how he he got started in art. And one thing I was thinking about, uh, you know, in him sharing this, uh, this story about how he began, you know, typically artists uh, start off when they're young, you know, and an artist be, be becoming an artist is something that you 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 accomplish over time or you develop over time and you get better at it over uh, uh, over a period of time. You know, it's in and, 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 it, and it's a field that you 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 can see a person's maturation. You can see a person become better and better as they uh, mature uh, as an artist. Now, one thing that Ozzy doesn't know about me uh, is that I dabbled in in art and I still do to a certain extent with some of the things that I do now. Uh, but I was um uh, I aspired to be an artist when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. And I'll tell you, I wow. wanted to be a automotive designer. That's what wow. I wanted to be. I wanted to be an automotive designer. In fact, and I think it might have been the age of 11 or 12. There was a, um, a, a designer who used to go to my church who was also one of my Sunday school teachers, Marietta Kearney. Shout out, shouts out to Walter Kearney, Marietta Kearney. Um, she uh, was the first female designer, black female designer for General Motors. 
And right. uh, she designed the Beretta, going back a bit, the Beretta uh, interior and the Corsica interior. These are two older GM models that came out way back in the day, probably about the late 80s. Uh, they were they were out and um, she took me under her wing and I was, uh, you know, one of her little uh, her, her mentor. I, I was one of her mentees that, you know, I would wow. see her once a week and wow. she kind of worked with me in uh, kind of learning how to draw cars. And we started wow. from a scribble and from the scribble, we would take the scribble and she would be able to develop a concept vehicle from that scribble and she said this is how wow. she came up with ideas for wow. the cars that uh that that she was working on even as uh in her career as an automotive designer uh right. as i got older i kind of grew out of that but i still never really left uh the 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 never left that, that desire of art never left me wow. um and, and so i've always been I've always been connected to it in some way. Um, the the podcast that I do, I take care. I do a lot of the artwork and things of that nature. I design the logos and right. and 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 put the things together. So I'm a visual person. So one thing that we do have in common is that 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 we are connected uh, in that in that in that artistic space. So right. when I saw the work that. For those that are listening that we've posted on our Facebook fan page, you can check out uh, the artwork that uh, Anzi uh, has done and is doing on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ. That is our Facebook fan page. You can check that out there. Um, his work is amazing. It really is. And uh, when you can see the, the, the creativity from a photograph, you can only imagine what it looks like up in per in person. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's really when right. you see the, the. That's really when you see. Uh, you know, yeah. wow! If this picture blows your mind, you can only imagine yeah. what it's like to see that to see it in person, right? Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Yeah, and and so my point is my point is you when I going back to what I was saying earlier, usually it, it takes artists a while to develop and and to come into their own. But you say you were you had a vision at two in 2013 and you had really no idea that right. that that uh that was the direction that you were going to go into. But I want to ask you where who do you think is responsible for that vision who do you think is 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 responsible for the direction that yeah. your life has has taken and and we and we say a, a late age but but it was yeah. all i believe divinely inspired yeah. but but i'll let you i'll let you tell the rest of the story yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah there, there's no, there's no doubt that god gets all the glory because um I can I can remember some rough days in the union. I'm talking about like those days where 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 it was those real winters working outside. I'm talking about you know snow, wind whistling, and I was and I was I was talking to God then like man, you gotta you gotta get me out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know just you know, uh, complaining as a human, but I think I think uh, 
you know, because it's a lot of you know, carpentry is a is a is a it's a real man's job. Like it ain't no joke. Right. Building homes, apartment, it ain't no joke. Like it's it's no joke. Um. So yeah, I, I did some complaining, and I think he heard me, man, <laughs> over over the years. <laughs> and uh, I think he knew that I would be passionate about it, and uh, he definitely gave me that vision, man. And and um. And I had so many, so many com- confirmations, and I, ca- I can't even explain to you all the confirmations that I had, like, like enduring creation. Like, I, right. I, it's like again, I, I probably got four or five hundred magazines and books I got in my collection because I got to read stuff, look for stuff because I'm, you know, I mix media, I'm a collage artist. And there's been times where I might be on a piece and I say, man, I need a, uh, let's just for, for example, I need a red apple. And and I ain't got no books on no fruit or nothing or whatever. And I just say, man, somehow I just go somewhere and it's just right there. I'm like, how are you here right now? Like, <laughs> like so I've seen some unbelievable things where it's just me by myself witnessing these things, and I'm just like, it ain't. It's just you. It's just you. Yeah, I can't do nothing about it. Can't do nothing about it. You know, um, can't do nothing about it. Can't do nothing about it. And it's and and the carpentry was the setup. It was the setup because if I wasn't a carpenter first, I wouldn't be the artist I am. Mm. Um, and the crazy thing is, I named my uh, my Instagram page "Carpentry is Art." Back in, I guess, I guess it was twenty around that time. At that same time, I created my Instagram page, so I had no idea like where I was going. But I was like, "Man, carpentry is art." Like, I just kept saying that, so that's the name of my Instagram page, and it's like it, it just all makes sense now, you know. But that was yeah, it definitely was a, a spiritual move, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and he, you know, it doesn't take God. You you and I both know it doesn't take God a, a whole lot of time to do anything. I mean, he can, mm-hmm. you know, in a blink of an eye, you know, he can download uh, your life's work in you, and you'll be what what he wants you to be right then. That's why right. I say you, you when you look at you when you look at his work that he's accomplished within a, a short span of 10 years, you would think that he's been doing this ever since he was born, that, that, that he was doing this at five or six years old, that he was a creative person, that he, that, that, that he had this in his mind's eye uh, uh, ever since he was a young, a young boy. But that's not the case. He even said he even said that himself. Uh, and so that's why we know that that his his artwork is divinely inspired. Um, and and then what God will do is he will. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. So right. you won't have to be uh, trying to peddle your gift and trying to, you know, find ways to, 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 to share your gift or, or for people to see your gift, he will open up the doors for you. And that's why we are in this in particular space now, because in just a few minutes on the other side of this break, we're going to talk to you about an amazing opportunity that Anzi had with the Gucci brand. And when I tell you, uh, and when he shares with you what he was able to do with them and what they were able to do for him because of what he did with them, it will blow your mind. And uh, and so, guys, I know you're enjoying 
my interview with this talented artist, good friend of ours, Anzi Norman. He is with us on this week's Black History Spotlight uh, in this February edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we're getting ready to take our first break. When we come back, he's going to share with you his story of how he worked with the Gucci brand right here in Detroit. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. What's up, y'all? It's another year, and we continue to do big things in Jesus' name. So keep it locked to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Y'all know what it is. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. But envision the beauty first in his mind's eye, then positioned each one purposely. And he was just that exact when he made you and me. Red, yellow, black. Hi, this is Martin Luther King III, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio host Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Humanitarian and U.S. Senate candidate, Heal Harper. Ask about right now and why now. Our democracy is broken. It's hanging on by a thread. And beyond that, and worse still, is that even in the way it is right now, broken as it is, there is extreme lack of representation of the people fighting for the everyday person. Folks don't know how they're going to pay their bills. People look around and they're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't get it. And so I can't stand on the silence and see that happen. I have a seven-year-old son. And if we don't do something dramatic and drastic right now to change that, I don't know what kind of future he's going to have. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We are back and I know you are enjoying and I am enjoying my interview with my good friend, very talented artist, uh, Anzi Norman. He is our Black History Spotlight on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So very excited to have him on. And in the first segment, we talked about how he got started, how God inspired him uh, at, uh, you know, some would say uh, not, it's not late in life because, you know, God, God always has, you know, he's never late with anything. He's on time, but it's us. Time is for us. It's never for him. So, right. but, but what he has shown us is he doesn't have to take time to do anything. He can do things just like that. Snap right. his finger 
and just like that, it's done. Um, but we tease this story that Anzi's getting ready to share with you guys in this segment. I heard it uh, in in one of our services because he and I go to the same church, Greater Grace Temple. Shouts out to my pastor, Bishop Charles Ellis, and the Greater Grace Temple family. Uh, he shared this story about how uh, Anzi was able to connect with the Gucci brand. And I know I, everybody knows about Gucci. Everybody's uh, wanted something from there. Uh, Detroit recently uh, was fortunate enough to be able to have now a Gucci store in downtown Detroit. And uh, I want Anzi to share with us how he was able to connect with Gucci. Take it away. Okay, so I got to start with uh, Design Core Detroit. Uh, this is an organization who uh, works in the design field. So they work with designers, artists, and uh, every year they have uh, what they call the month of design in September. So I already have a relationship with that that company. Um, they do different calls for art to have different events every September. You know, phenomenal events for artists and designers and, and the community to come out and enjoy themselves. Um, so they they um, had an initiative with Gucci, and together they established a uh, a I guess a program you would say here in the city of Detroit. So this this year was uh, well 2023 would be the one year anniversary of the Gucci store downtown. Mm. So um, Gucci, um, you have to give them credit because they actually do have a segment in their company called the Gucci Changemakers, which is an initiative to bring more diversity to the fashion industry. Um, so they are they were here and they basically ready to go. So Design Corps kind of seeked out that relationship. And they put out a call for art during that uh, for that to go along with that design month of September. So I have to go back again before I start. So as an artist, I'm always um, applying for different events that call for proposals where I may have to create artwork uh, by hand to submit to say, hey, this is what I want for a mural or this is what I want to be blown up on something, whatever it might be. So. I had the uh, I had the artwork. I would say partially partially done. For what you see is not where what it was when I when, you know when I uh, initially submitted it or whatever. So they had to call for art, and I knew the art call was coming, and I just you know I saw it, and I was and I didn't quite know what to do, Michael. I was like you know the overthinking started coming in. Where it's like. What are they looking for for this mural? I, I had no idea. I'm just thinking fashion, and I'm thinking I couldn't think of number fashion because you think of Gucci, you like they gonna want some fashion, right? And so right. I, I literally overthought myself out of the process. Mm. I really did, and I just really did. And it was like the last minute, you know. I went back in, I read the, you know, the um, the details. I said, you know what, I gotta take something that I got. And I seen where they said you can't have any logos and like company names in your in the mural design. So I had I had all what they said you don't have. I had it in this existing thing. So I had to go back in here and like, you know, recreate some things and redo some things. And I actually had to, you know, put it in a computer and I had to electronically erase some things. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, 
but like select it's electronic pen, but you can see the the, the markings. Mm. So I was desperate, man, and I was like, I gotta cross out a whole lot of stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be bad, but I hope <laughs> I hope that they see what I'm trying to say. And um, so again, this is this is kind of like how God kicks in, where it's like, don't worry about it; they gonna see what they gonna see. Right. And um, I said when they submitted it, I didn't feel good about it. I didn't. I really did not. Feel good. Some things you submit, you like, man. I think I'm gonna get that. And then I submitted don't. that. Like, man, they, that's it's a wrap. <laughs> so I was like, Lord have mercy, man. Now I'm, I'm, I got the call to let me know I was in, uh, in the top three. I said, wow. oh, you, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. That was, you know, months later. They, I said, are you? How many what? months later? How many months it, later? It, oh, it had to be sheesh. God, at least, man, at least three, maybe three months. Okay, so let me just let me just uh, put this in perspective. So, um, you 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 started with this uh, particular project yep. and submitted uh, submitted the artwork. Uh, yep. Meeting a, a particular deadline. What? 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 You said this was back in 2023. Yes. Yep. What month in 2023 well, this, was this? That? This. 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 They, they probably released that call. The call from the call um, usually goes out about February, end uh, of February, beginning of March, kind of mm, call. So it would have okay. been around that time when they released it. I didn't get the. I didn't talk to him again until like June something. June. So yeah. so between that point and June, because you already said that you weren't even really that sold on what you submitted. <laughs> right, <laughs> you were right. you're like, uh, I don't know about this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And, yeah, yeah. and 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 I know how it is, you know, you when you are an artist and you you definitely want to put your best foot forward. And that's what everything that's what when excellence is in you, you definitely want to exhibit that with everything that you do. But in right. particular, you definitely that when, when you're in the medium of art, when you when you're in the genre rather of art, because your work is visual, because, you know, people are going to be looking at it. They're going to be critical of it. They're going to be they're looking yeah. at it with a very detailed eye and and a brand like Gucci um, yeah. would, would definitely be looking at it much closer than, say, the average person. Um, right. you, you I can understand your trepidation when it was when it came time to, you know, to submit this, like, uh, do I want to <laughs> submit this? Uh, yes, and, right. and then I, but then I'm also on the other side with people like, you know, they, they are usually the way it works is, and I don't know it's for me, when I am confident about something that I'm submitting, usually yeah. it goes the other way once it's submitted. <laughs> <laughs> But right. you know, when, I, when I'm like gung ho about it, oh, oh, that you know, that no, this is it right here. Right, I, right. I I have definitely, I have definitely put my foot <laughs> on this one right here. Whatever it is I'm submitting, uh, right. whatever it is I've been working on, 
I definitely put my best foot forward on this one. Usually it comes back the other the other way or doesn't come back as greatly as I thought it would have been received. But when it goes the opposite way and it's like, okay, I'm submitting this, but. I don't know. I I got a lot. <laughs> I think I should have. I think I should have took a little bit more time with this. I think yeah. I should have, uh, you know, maybe prayed about this a little bit, or 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 you know, right. I don't know. I, I might have procrastinated a little bit. You could kind of see some of the some of the reasons why you could have held back. Usually, right. is that usually is those uh, moments when it comes back the other way, and you end up like you said in the top three and it blows your mind. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like, so I, you know, I think, uh, I start around that time I started anticipating, man, the results should be coming kind of, you know, like the results ought to be coming. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I was, expect, man, um, I got, it was two people on the, on the line because, uh, they, they, it was two, two women called me and, uh, because I had got paired with Gucci for the mural and I got paired with Gucci for another event down the, down there. Cause they were like, well, since you're doing this and you already had, you had, I had applied for both. All right. So let me say that. They were like, well, since we you, you won the mural, uh, so we're going to, we're going to put you with, you know, with them twice. So it was, it, it just meant I got more money and then had, you know, a couple of other things I did with them. But, um, so yeah, uh, so the next thing was, of course, they called said you made the top three. I was ecstatic, and then at that point, I said, "Oh, what's mine?" I said, "It's a wrap." Oh, oh, I said, right. yeah. I said, "It's oh. mine." Then I was like, "I know it's mine now." You, 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 you. Now that you made the top three, you were confident yeah. that I was like, "It's over." I was it's like, over. "If I made the three, it's gone. I'm gone." So you know, I, I ended up winning it. And how did you find was, out? How did you find that out? Um, you know what? Let me let me correct that. Let me correct that. I'm sorry. I got a, I got a um, email saying I made the top three, and then we had a, I had a Zoom meeting with Design Corps and we talked about, we talked about that, blah blah blah. I'm sorry, the phone call was to say you want it. I'm sorry, I, I, I had to correct that. So the phone call was like, no, you 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 got it. And that's when I was like, got what? <laughs> I'm saying like got milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, man, they, I was like, wow, dude. They blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. Finally, finally is what I was thinking. Finally. Well, finally. you said you said that you heard from them three months later. That was June, or you yeah. said you said it was around June. Was that the email or was that the phone call? Yeah. So the email was about. The email was before, and I got it now. The email was before 4th of July. And she said, we'll have the results in about two weeks, sometime around after 4th of July. I remember hearing that conversation in my head now. Mm-hmm. So after that 4th of July is actually, is when they when they, when they they called me. Yeah, yeah, now that I remember that. I remember that because it was just, yeah, after the holiday, they're gonna, they'll let you know. And they call, and two girls were on the phone, and I'm like, man, y'all, y'all tripping. This is, this is insane. Like, I've been waiting all my career for a moment like this. And what and, did they uh, say? Man, everybody, everybody was just like, everybody was just, just happy and saying congratulations. And every, we were just all like smiling through the phone. I could hear, I could hear the <laughs> smiles, you know? So it, it was, they it were was, just uh, as excited for you as you were for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah okay, absolutely, good. man. And so 
to to even let me let me say now when I when I wanted obviously I got the picture back and I we I went with my uh, rendering guy we had we fixed up everything on the computer and you know we, we you know so it's fine it looks what you see now it, that's not what I submitted all the all the all the mistakes were all corrected everything we re, we beautified it you know it was so it's look it's perfect the way it is now and uh, so yeah they. They said a one, and the next step was um, uh, it was a dinner. So I was going to meet like some of the people, uh, the representatives from Gucci that were uh, one from like a, the store manager, and then there was two people from New York that was here. So we met downtown. They took me to dinner. There was a few other people I didn't know that I was that I met, and I'm you know again I'm I'm there, and they just talking and they congratulate me, and I'm just like, dude, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about right here. This is what I've been dreaming of, looking through those books all those years and being a dreamer. And, uh, and then the next step was, well, we're going to get everything ready so that in September uh, for the month of design, the mural uh, will be up. And then we're going to have a reception for you uh, on September 7th. And I said, I said, y'all going to have a reception for me. Yeah. And so they basically, basically we're, it's a champagne toast to you. I said, <laughs> I said, for me, I said, oh, come on, come on in. Oh, come on and bring it on in, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I'm like, okay. And then they, and then like a few weeks later, they email me and say, we want to dress you for the event. And I said, okay. And I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm getting all kind of emails from all kind of probably four or five different people from Gucci all the time, just talking about different things. But you know, they say, "Hey, we're gonna give you a five thousand dollar credit," and they sent me to the store in uh, Troy. The guy had the whole room, the back setup with clothes. I sent my measurements in to him at, at an earlier time, and man, I walked in. He said, "Oh yeah, we we got you all set back here, Mr. Norm, come back here, and we trying on." So he like, "You don't like anything back here? We can go out on the floor." Man, I seen some of the pieces he pulled out. I'm like, "Woo, my goodness." <laughs> I'm like, I like just so many things, but it was hard. I'm like, I'm putting stuff together. Like, how much is this? How much is that? You know, and 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 you know, Gucci, man, them, boy, that that five thousand went fast. Went fast. Oh, went, went fast. fast. Yeah. But I. So what I end up doing is so you you uh, end up walking walking out with something or what? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you, I, had, I, you, I like you had to put something in the lail. You had to put it in the railway. <laughs> no, no. I said I ain't buying. I ain't pulling nothing out my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, uh. I said, let's walk the flow just in case I did something out here. Yeah, we I was. Flow, but, it, but it was nothing out there. So I ended up getting a pair of pants, two polo shirts, and, the, and a pair of uh, the loafer shoes. And so I was happy with that, man. I really wanted this blazer for five, jacket. For five yeah. grand. Yeah, four items was, was 5000 Woo! Yeah. yeah. Say and, that again and, to, the, to the people that are four, listening from the cheap seats. Yeah. Four items was five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars, <laughs> and then I had to. And Michael, I had to call him back a week, a week later. Say, hey man, I, I need my pants. Uh, what you call it? Altered. Uh huh. And he said, well, man, we could have did that while you was here, man. Bring. He, he was like, man, bring him on up here. We take care of it. I was okay. like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, man. I just I forgot. <laughs> I was so excited. I forgot to tell you, you got to bring these pants in at the bottom. <laughs> but they they took it to the tailor down there, man. Paid for all that too, and. I was like, okay, bet. So uh, we went to the reception, man. You know, I had family, friends. They invited a bunch of people. Uh, they had uh, the valet. So you could pull up valet. He was right there in the front for everybody. It was free parking. 
And man, I walked in there, man, and, and, and couldn't believe that all this whole event was for me with the Gucci brand. So I was blown away, man. I, I'm like, this is unbelievable, unbelievable. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm blown away with, with everything that you shared with us thus far. And I know you guys are enjoying my interview with my good friend Ozzy uh, Norman, our Black History Spotlight uh, for the month of February for Black History Month. But the one thing that you didn't share with us uh-huh. is how the mural itself got uh, got painted. Was it done? What did you do the mural yourself? Were you so, like on a scaffold, or or how was the mural? How was your artwork actually put on the building? That's that's the question yeah. that's on my mind yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah, so so they they already uh, so Gucci has a uh, a third party company they work with. Um, so I create I like again I created our work and and basically we uh, we do some stuff in the computer to 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 uh, to make it to where you can blow it up to that size and then the third party company actually painted it and they had they had the machines the lifts the lifts. Uh, and so they they were able to you know because if you look at it it's a it's a huge kind of outdoor cafe like right in front yes. of the side of the, side yes. of the building so they they had a boom that went right across there oh um, so yeah they had a, they already had that in place where this is this is how we doing it yeah so that's oh, how it happened okay so now I understand so all you did really was the artwork and right. then you didn't you didn't have to get on the scaffold. Right, and, right, and right. actually, because because that's what I'm thinking. Okay, they they approve the artwork. You want <laughs> you want that part, and then they say, okay, all right, now here, now here's the building, here's the side of the building. Now right. you have at it with with with, right. with your <laughs> with your work. Yeah, because that's yeah. what because that's what I'm sure people are thinking at this point. Right. You know, as a mural on the side of a building, who is responsible for right. putting that there? How did it get right. there? Um, yeah. That is the intriguing part for me. But now you said yeah. that uh, you basically created the artwork, but a third-party yeah. company was actually responsible for actually painting the work on yep. the building. Yep. Yep. Or so putting yep, the they, work on the building. Yeah. Yep. So basically, they just uh, you know they basically blow it up and blow you know, it up. And you you sketch it, and then they 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 hand painted it in. Yeah. They hand so, they hand painted yep. it, or they actually yeah. had it like. Because I've seen uh, billboards that are like already pre-printed, and right. they and 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 they actually take the whole massive yeah. uh, uh, banner. It's it's a massive billboard. Then they line it up, and then they right. take us. They you know they're on a scaffold, and they're they're taking tools that actually go down and up and down, and and basically. A glue uh, or fix the 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 the, the, yeah the Mm -hmm. poster or the banner to the side of the building so how was it actually done it was it done that way or was hand painted like you said no it was it was no it was hand painted yes so once once the sketch was on the side of the building they hand painted every part of it wow yeah every part yeah i i I saw i saw you know i was out there i saw i went you saw the process yeah, 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 and 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 how and again, long did that? Call, t- how long did it take for that to happen? I, I think that was about a week. I think it was about it was two guys. It was two guys on a lift, 
I think it, it was about a week. It took them one week to do that. I think about a week. Yeah, I think about a week. It's, well, well, you got to think because well, once you once you got the sketch up there, Michael, you you don't you, so you you know you're not like freestyler and like trying to figure nothing out. It's already there for you, right? Mm-hmm. So some calls for art have. Uh, third-party companies that do stuff like that, then some of them have what you just displaying where they print out like a huge billboard and they, you know, press it against the building. And then, um, but mo- most time we were required to paint the murals. Most time art required. So it just depends on who call, who got the call for art and what are their, what are their, you know, standards and what do they, what do they want to do? Yeah. Right. Guys, yeah. I know you are enjoying my interview with this talented, uh, artist Anzi Norman. He is our Black History Spotlight for this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, just listening to him talk about uh, this experience with uh, this brand that we all love, Gucci, uh, and and how they treated him for what he did, and uh, and and how this this artwork is on the side of the Siren Hotel for for who knows how long it will be there. But uh, it is an incredible achievement. Uh, We're very excited for him. And guys, we're going to continue our interview with him on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Don't, don't, don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back, and I know you have been enjoying my interview with my good friend, Anzi Norman. He is our Black History Spotlight uh, for this month of February, Black History Month, guys. I am excited to have him. And as you know, we talked in the in the um, the first segment about how he got started. Uh, and, and in the second segment, we talked about this amazing experience that he had uh, doing a mural for Gucci uh, and um, I'm still, uh, you know, just uh, thrilled by, uh, you know, I'm thrilled for him. I'm excited for him because uh, we know how amazing that opportunity was. And 
And we also know how rare it is for people of color. This is not an opportunity that's given to everybody, you know, right. and uh, and for Gucci to um, be actually working and, and have a, um, a a portion of their company dedicated to towards diversity lets you know that mm -hmm. this is not this is a rare opportunity. He's in rare air because these brands don't necessarily target African-Americans uh, to do things like this. This is an opportunity that is that is tremendous. And I'm sure he understands that. And I hope you understand that as well as you listen to this amazing interview. But in this segment, I want to talk about um, the black influences that uh, that that has impacted uh, Anzi's art and how he's reflected that in his artwork. Because uh, I'm sure it's there. It's there as a culture. It's there uh, as a people. It's in, it's in our DNA. Um, mm -hmm. It's who we are. And so I want you to talk about that. What are some of your uh, who are some of your influences? What are some of your influences uh, mm. when it comes to uh, black culture and black history? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I, 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 I come out of high school. I felt like I wanted to learn more about black history. Um, and I knew that, you know, obviously you, you kind of, they got a curriculum they got to kind of stick with. So I figured, you know, I'll start researching a lot of stuff myself, lots of books, lots of documentaries, magazines, um, but I, I, I studied all the way back to, you know, slavery and seeing mm. like how to how did the uh, you know what what we, what we were like back then up until, you know, the 20s, the 30s, all, all, all the way up. So like I would read a certain like uh, read about a certain person. And if it if I was drawn to that story, um, it's. I might want to create around that story and I might not. It doesn't, everything doesn't translate to my art. Um, mm -hmm. But, but the, the struggle, it runs deep with me. Like the struggle of our people runs deep with me. That gets me really, uh, I guess, emotional and passionate about things. Um, seeing how we had to persevere through so many things. Um, but that, that seeing our people come through some of the things that came through really, really drives me like it drives me to like dude if they went through some of the some of the, the hardships they went through you gotta hit this hard you gotta hit this hard like if you're gonna tell a story tell a story so what happened too is i was also influenced by some of the black artists of of our past like uh john michelle basquiat i'm not sure if you're familiar with him not but he was a, a black artist back in the, on the New York scene in the late eighties, mm. very revolutionary in his works where he would paint a picture, but he had a lot of writings in there. And it was all basically activism it was all telling a story. And it was, mm. it was so profound to me that like, if you look at some of my artwork, you'll see messages uh, about the art, about the person that might be in the art, about the story. And that's my way of being an activist and telling the story out loud. So not only may you see in the picture, but you're seeing some words to go along with it. So it might be a phrase. It's just a little something for you to learn something, maybe something for you to say, man, I got to look up this because I want to learn more about it. So, mm -hmm. you know, the John Michelle Basquiat, uh, he had a lot of influence on me. Um, I mean, the Malcolm X, the Martin Luther Kings, like all those guys, man, like I can, I can, I can go, I can watch, documentary on these guys all the time, you know, uh, even 
the great musicians, Jimi Hendrix and Tupac, like all those guys drive me so hard to, to, I want to, like, I look at myself as one of those guys, like, I got to be revolutionary in what I do, like, and and, and telling our story. Mm. So I think one of the pictures I sent you was, uh, I think that was Jean Jacques, Jacques Destelines, a Haitian general, and you know he was alive in the you know in eighteen hundreds during the Haitian Revolution, mm. and that's my he that's my second um, the second Haitian general I've done. So once I did one, I, it made me <laughs> go even deeper into the revolution. So I was like, man, I got to create this other general. I'm like I'm like. Like I see these guys in these jackets and these hats. I'm like, look, they look at us back then. We were still got swagged in, and it's a, you know, and we 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 were still fighting the fight in 1800. It's just like I love capturing those moments, you know. It's mm. uh, something, and then like I think the other piece was mental capacity. That's just something I created out of my own brain. Like that person doesn't exist, even though he looks like uh, somebody told me he looked like Malice Green, but <laughs> I didn't see it until <laughs> no. he said it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that. right, right, right. But, but it ain't Malice Green. It's just somebody I made up in my head. Um, so sometimes, you know, I, I create out of my head, you know, or it's, it's, it may be a person that I'm trying to tell a story about. So mm. our history is what really drives me in my artwork. I love to tell the story, you know what I'm saying? And I love doing it through the mixed media way where it's just like it's different. Like you have to experience, like you say, in person, you got to experience my work in person. Because there are they, there's different aspects to the, some of the framing, some of the details, some of the the shine that's in person, like you know, some of the like the wood parts that might be on people that you can't necessarily see mm-hmm. um, until you get up on it, you know. Right, um, right. So I'm, I'm just highly influenced by our our, our movement, man, and um, and I feel like I want to be part of uh, Black history myself. So that's 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 how I look at it. Well, well, you definitely are, and. And um, and you are definitely an inspiration to uh, uh, to young uh, artists uh, that are coming up and um, and 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 you're paving the way, you know, uh, for for those individuals. And we love, you know, uh, personally love black history. Uh, We love talking about black history on our podcast. Uh, We're definitely heavily influenced by by black history. You can see in my uh, picture, those that are watching us on YouTube uh, can see Dr. King in the background. He is someone definitely that I uh, have looked up to and know a lot about and memorized several of his speeches. And you you talked about Malcolm X, uh, you know, and when you think about those two individuals and how they both influence each other, whether directly or indirectly, you're talking about right. two, two men that, uh, were pivotal uh, during the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Uh, right. And um, and then <clears throat> when you talk about art, um, I the first person that comes to mind, the famous photographer Gordon Parks. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, when you look at his art, when you look at his photography, that yes, it was taken through the lens of a camera, but it was still artwork that that uh, that 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 he put on a canvas and the famous people and the, even the ordinary people, the regular people that he was able to take pictures of um, was extraordinary. Gordon Parks, the genius is, is, is just in us. It's like I said, it's in our DNA. And, um, and you can see that 
reflected in your artwork as well. I'm applying for a lot of fellowships, residencies, but at the same time, while I'm applying, I'm I'm working on uh, a body of work. Um, this particular body of work is is showing the black existence as mm. us as existing. Like, so you may see a picture of us. Um, like, I, I got a piece called "Nighttime on Row House Avenue." So it's 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 got the red, uh, green, and yellow with the black background. So you know, kind of those colors mean. Um, and we're just hanging out on the cars, hanging out on the roof, but it's nighttime. And it's it's, a, it's African kind of base, and you got animals, and you got all kind of different things. And it's really to just show us living, mm. existing, you know. And it's 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 uh, very powerful. I got maybe uh, maybe five pieces in now. I got a huge piece called Exodus. Um, man, it's gonna man. If you see, it's gonna blow your mind. Showing, oh man, it's like it's like a little documentary, man. Like you can see so much in there. It's it's us, you know, and we're 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 exiting out of this country, and you can see uh, a Moses type character partners, uh, you know, uh, parting the sea. You can see Noah's Ark going down the the the, uh, the, the river, the ocean, the water. I mean, so it's it's gonna be some some it's gonna be nice, man. And I'm touching on some some historic moments like Hurricane Katrina and capturing some of these moments artistically, just showing us living some of the things we've been through. Mm. Um, and I got a piece. Um, before I go, I have to say, when I, I watched the movie Selma when it came out uh, mm. years ago, maybe that might have been 2015, 16 or something like that. I think so. And, around there. Yeah, and that, that bridge scene brought me to tears. Mm. And fast forward, um, last year I finished up a piece, uh, a Selma, I call it March Madness, but it's, it's it's us on the bridge. It's that whole moment, but it's, it's, it's different marches infused in the piece. It's out cold, man. It's out cold, and that's that's part of that series. And it, man, I, I couldn't even. I wouldn't even in twenty fifteen. I wouldn't even imagine that I was going to do that. You know, this many years later, but it's an amazing piece. It's big. It's 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 in your face, and and, and I can't and wait do. to see it. I would yeah, love to see it. Yeah. So this 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 new bodies of work I'm working on to show us existing, showing us uh, some of our historical moments. It's going to be amazing, man. It's going to be amazing. So. I would just tell everyone, you know, uh, check me out on social media. You can just type in my name, Anzi Norman, uh, any uh, any Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Follow the journey. Uh, follow when these things will be released. When they hit, it's going to hit hard, man. And uh, and I would say, again, you know, collect the artists of your times. Don't let, don't let the artists, you know, come and go and blow up and you don't have a piece of their work. Um, there is generational wealth evolved in original artwork so yeah. do your research reach out to me i could talk to you more about it um but don't let the times go by without collecting the artists of your time of your generation right now so right. so guys again we're so very happy to have had this great artist with us on our black history spotlight anzi norman uh man we wish you nothing but success in all that you do Thank you for taking the time out to be with us on this week's Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Uh, may God continue to bless you. We got to have you back on so you can talk more about yes, uh, your art and where can we see it, uh, you know, live and in living color. Thank you again. And may God Thank continue you. to bless you. Thank you, man. Bless you, man. Thanks for having me, brother.
Absolutely. Guys, it's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. of Operations and General Counsel at Western Air, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with special host Michael Nimmons. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit, born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history, and it's a mystery how they missed me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country. And our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears. Cause fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms. And in the heirlooms, the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to radio host Michael Nimmons on seven years, 300 episodes, and over 40,000 streams and downloads of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, now available on Pandora Music app. Subscribe today. As we said earlier uh, in our opening, we talked about our thought of the week entitled Strange Fruit. This is a dynamic, I'm telling you, dynamic message that we delivered for Black History Month entitled Strange Fruit, talking about the famous uh, poem by Abel Maripol and a song that is delivered by the famous incomparable singer, Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit. Take a listen. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject, A Strange Fruit. Strange Fruit. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Strange Fruit. Strange Fruit. This started out as a poem by Abel Maripol condemning American racism and black lynching in the South. It later became a protest song that 
was sung most notably by the incomparable Miss Billie Holiday. Her version of this song was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. It was also included in the list of songs of the century by the recording industry. Strange Fruit became one of Billie Holiday's staples as an artist and a song that she would end every one of her performances with. It was a song that brought her immense notoriety and fame, but it was also a song that carried with it a very distinct and clear message that could not be overlooked. Here are some of the lyrics. Uh, Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood on the root. Black body swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the Galian South. The bulging eyes and the twisted mouth. Scent of magnolia sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here. It's fruit from the crows for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Here is a strange fruit and a bitter crop. This song was again, began as a poem again by Abel Maripol, which characterized the horrific lynching that he witnessed in the South. This song was an open expression of the uh, inhumane and indespicable practice of lynching. The word strange was used to articulate the senselessness of this violent act. Carries with it absolutely no rhyme or reason. There is no way to adequately explain the redeeming social value such as a horrific and violent display of man's inhumanity to man. Southern trees bear strange fruit. What an interesting characterization. Here the writer is identifying the region, which is essentially the culprit as well as identifying the victims in this one simple phrase. The fruit the writer speaks of are the black burned and, and badly beaten bodies that were hanging lifeless and motionless on trees in the south. Fruit that represented so much potential. Fruit that represented so much promise. So valuable and yet at the same time so undervalued and so underappreciated. Fruit for the crows to pluck for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Who deserves such a fate? It's strange, people of God, because it's senseless. It's strange because it's inexplicable. It's, it's strange because it's incomprehensible. It's strange because it's irrational behavior. It's strange because it's morally reprehensible. People of God, Strange seems to be the only way that we can describe the violence even in today's society, which is an unfortunate parallel between yesterday and today. 
As strange as this violence may be, there seems to be a chilling familiarity between these two distinct time periods. It's strange because it's senseless. It's strange because it's tragic. It's, it's strange because we move from becoming or being the victim to now being the criminal. Strange because we move from just being killed to now being the killer. Strange because the destructive path our lives have taken in these last and these evil days. Strange how life has been devalued in these last days. Strange how you find lifeless bodies in dumpsters in our city. It's common and as normal as trees are. It's uncommon this type of fruit seems to be. Strange is also used as a way to describe the, the oddness of the fruit which, uh, which hangs from these southern trees. A fruit that doesn't resemble anything that we've ever seen before. We're used to seeing bananas and, and pears and, and apples and, and, and grapes on these trees and peaches on these trees but but this is a different kind of fruit a fruit that is not familiar to us a fruit that appears to be strange in comparison to the other fruit that we know and recognize doesn't look like anything doesn't look anything like the Georgia peaches that the writer is used to seeing in trees on the south for the writer it was a fruit that was misplaced it was a fruit that was rejected. It was a fruit that was ostracized. It was a fruit that was discriminated against. It was a fruit that was humiliated. It was a fruit that was mishandled. A strange fruit. Strange fruit. How this fruit was hung from a tree which was not responsible for its production. Strange fruit. How this fruit was treated when it did nothing to deserve this kind of treatment. Strange fruit would seem to be the only appropriate characterization of how awkwardly black people were treated in spite of their tremendous value. Strange fruit would seem to be the only way to describe the humiliation of a race of people strangely mistreated based solely on the color of their skin. Strange fruit would seem to be an accurate depiction of the horrific trials and tribulations of a people that gave so much to a country that returned them so little. And yet this strange fruit people of God has produced some extraordinary black leaders. This strange fruit has produced some black intellectuals, black authors, black businessmen, black entrepreneurs, black entertainers, black athletes, and yes, even the first black president. Somebody ought to give God a praise for how far this strange fruit has come. But this philosophy of strange lends itself to so many different things. The example of black slavery is just one of many that we could use to articulate our point. You often refer to things we don't understand or don't recognize as simply strange. Our lack of familiarity with something often results in the labeling of strange. 
And this strangeness is oftentimes based solely on our lack of comprehension or appreciation of its value. The reason we, don't, we didn't like vegetables when we were a child because we didn't understand the value of its nutrition as a child. The reason we didn't like school when we were young was because we didn't understand the value an education has in our society. The reason we didn't like doing chores around the house when we were a kid was because we didn't understand the value of being a responsible child it would lead to being a responsible adult. And so we refer to these things as strange, weird, awkward, and this, become, this became our prevailing mentality from our youth all the way to adulthood. People of God, this, this philosophy of strange even lends itself to our own spirituality, if you please. Whatever happens in our spiritual lives that we cannot comprehend or understand, we refer to it as strange. Whatever makes us spiritually uncomfortable, whatever inconveniences us, we call it strange. I wish I had a witness in this place. Oftentimes, it's, it's the bad things, it's, it's the difficult times in our life that we often label as strange. It's the trials and tribulations of this, this walk with God that we often refer to as strange, awkward, or weird. We do this and we do so because we don't always understand nor comprehend why they are there or what God is trying to do in our lives. Oh, people of God, in this walk with God, you're, you're not going to always understand the direction that you're going. Not going to always understand the path that God has laid out for you to travel. But I believe the wisest man that ever lived tells us in Proverbs, the third chapter and verse number five, to trust in the Lord. Oh, I wish I had a witness in this place. With all of your heart and lead not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. How many know he will direct your path? In these trying and turbulent times, I hear God saying to us, trust me. All you've got to do is just trust me. And in one sense, we can see where this, uh, this, this mentality is understandable, this, this strange mentality, because the severity of the pain and the complexities of the problems that are experienced are very uncomfortable. Oh, people of God, any, if anybody's walked with him long enough, we know that walking with God is uncomfortable. Walking with God at times is inconvenient. Walking with God at times does not make much sense to us. Uh, no one wants to feel this way. No one voluntarily wants to experience tragedy. No one voluntarily wants to experience pain. No one voluntarily wants to be persecuted. And yet the scripture says, yea, those that will live godly shall suffer persecution. 
Oh, I know many of you are probably saying, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, I didn't know anything about this when I gave my life to Christ. I didn't know my life would be all topsy-turvy uh, when I gave my life to Christ. But I just stopped by to let somebody know if you hang in there, if you hang in there in the midst of the turbulent times in your life, God will work it out for you. All of your eyes are bound in captivity by the Babylonians oh, and it just seems here that this, that this writer's attitude seems to be a complete contradiction to David's decoration in Psalms 34 according to the writer the children of Israel unwittingly stumbled upon a time where God isn't worthy to be praised according to the writer the children of Israel Israel should be exempt from offering praises to God in this situation. But how many of you know it's when you're at your weakest that God is the most powerful. It's when you're at your lowest that God steps in and gives you the victory. Do I have a witness in this place? Hallelujah. Oh, oh. But, but people of God, what this writer didn't understand here is that the source of the writer's dilemma as well as his ultimate victory is found in this word strange. Somebody shout back at me and say strange. Uh, uh, here he's saying to us, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Uh, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Let me say it this way. How can we sing the Lord's song in a peculiar land? Uh, you, you might get it then. You see, what was strange to the writer should have been familiar to Territory uh, to a true child uh, of God. Uh, you see, what looks strange uh, to everybody else uh, looks familiar to a true child of God. Uh, what looks peculiar to everybody else uh, looks ordinary to the child of God. Uh, what looks impossible to everybody else uh, uh, looks possible to the child of God. Uh, what looks tragic to everybody else uh, looks triumphant uh, to the child of God. Uh, you see, according to Peter, uh, we are peculiar by nature. Uh, so whatever environment, uh, whatever situation, uh, whatever circumstance, uh, whatever problem uh, we find ourselves in uh, is just another opportunity uh, for God to get the glory uh, out of my life. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, you see, Peter said in two chapters earlier that you yeah, have a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people. You're not peculiar by accident. You're peculiar by divine providence. 
providence because God knew hallelujah in this walk with him you're going to experience some strange things and some peculiar circumstances so I'm going to create a peculiar people that can deal with whatever I bring them they don't praise me in the old time they don't praise me hallelujah when they just got money but they praise me when they broke they don't just praise me when it's nice outside but they praise me in a torrential downpour they don't just praise me when they don't have any problems but they praise me when all hell is breaking loose around them if that's you give God a praise I hope you enjoyed that powerful message entitled Strange Fruit. Again, talking about uh, the slavery days uh, that were poetically described and uh, put into profound words by the famous uh, poet Abel Maripole and again, song by the incomparable singer Billie Holiday. Uh, we uh, again compared the slavery days that our black ancestors experienced to uh, the life of a child of God. And I pray that you are blessed by this. And as Peter said in First Peter 2 and 9, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light. You are a peculiar people and never, ever, ever forget that. I want to give a special shout out to my good friend, Anzi DeAndre Norman, for uh, joining us on this week's Black History Spotlight. Man, we are so godly proud of you and all that you're doing. Make sure, guys, you check him out. Again, if you live in the city of Detroit, make sure you go down to the Siren Hotel, which is right downtown, and check out the mural that he painted uh, the Gucci mural uh, we have posted pictures of it on our Facebook fan page as well you can check it out guys it is a it is amazing I'm telling you check it out on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ or on our Instagram at TOL radio host MSN or the TOL radio show you can catch that even on Twitter uh, Instagram and TikTok so guys make sure you check that out and uh, drop a uh, comment let us know what you think and be sure to check it out in person because I'm sure it, it will blow your mind it really will again we're excited about this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show I promise we won't take this long to drop another episode but we appreciate you taking your time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We don't take it for granted, nor do we take you lightly, but we thank you for your support. Continue listening to us. We hope you share this episode with your friends, your family, your co-workers, wherever you're listening from. Be sure uh, to, to, to tag somebody uh, in this uh, post. Uh, post it on your 
your social media share share and share alike uh, this episode this black history episode of the thinking out loud radio show we truly appreciate each and every one of you guys we're getting ready to get out of here again be sure to tune in next week we're going to have another great show in store for you guys remember to follow us on all of our social media again at tol radio host msn or the tol radio show or hit us up on our facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud hq or send us an email at contact at michael nemmons Dot com. Guys, I'm getting ready to get out of here, I promise. But remember, you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Want to be a guest on the show or partner with the show? Send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in each week for a new episode of Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.